Hey, it's Luxury. I'm here before the show starts to let you know we've started selling t-shirts. If you haven't seen them yet, head over to the Laugh of Luxury podcast Facebook page uh, to take a gander. They're super comfy and they're in Coyote Brown and wearing a uniform if you're wanting to do that. Um, or you want to keep your support and remain incognito. Currently, they're going for $20 a piece or two for 30 Thanks for listening and we really appreciate the support. Let's get to the show. You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. They're going down to hell in the handbasket, I gotta say. Uh, you got this, the people, we shouldn't probably now, we are recording, probably shouldn't talk about too much. But we got one guy, one squadron who's just a lot lost in the wind, you know, just kind of floating out there. And then you guys, I don't know. Yeah, well. I guess we'll just leave it at that without getting too much into it. Well, yeah, and there's plenty more to discuss. But um, anyway, um, here we are making Lap of Luxury history doing a uh, tri-Skype call. Yeah. We knew the capabilities, but we didn't actually – we never tested it. Yeah. We uh, have technology, as they say. Yeah, we got uh, Speed on there. Hello, hello. I'm, I'm here. Is Hannah there, too? Uh, she is around the corner. I can, I can go get her. Uh, if she wants to be part of it, she's more than welcome, but, um, we just thought you, we'd include you because, uh, you're a loyal listener, so. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. And I always and love, it, I always love being on the podcast, so. Yeah, it's always a great time. Yeah. So, it sounds like you got some, uh, some beef, I guess. Uh, wait, who, me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Oh, also, real quick, uh, do you have headphones, Zach? Shit! Yeah. Fuck, I feel so good. Say hi to Hannah. Hanna, say hi real quick to Luxury and Port here. Hey, Luxury and Port. Hello. So, see if uh, that, or just if you can, turn down the uh, the volume coming out of the uh, computer there so you not get too much feedback. It's not, to, if you can't, don't worry about it, but... uh. Anyways. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. My, my mistake. Um, so, anyways, go with what you got uh, there, Port. So, do you guys know about the door or the app Next Door? I have not heard of Next Door. Have you so heard of actually, Next Door, Hannah? Yeah. Okay, Hannah's heard of Next Door. She knows more. Than me. Yeah. So it's actually it's actually a nice nice app where you can um, basically log in and then. You get it's kind of like a neighborhood like chat essentially without you know needing to go around getting everybody's stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you told me about that because uh, somebody had uh, was it their nails or something in the street? Oh yes. Yep, and then it comes uh, comes back full circle here, where uh, so basically someone made a post that uh, somebody was leaving like nails behind their tires. What? Yeah, in their driveway. What are they doing? What are, what are people doing? <laughs> I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's one. So it's like somebody heard about something, and then the, the or one person told the other person, and the person that, that got told it, like, checked the next morning, and they had fucking nails behind their tires, which is like... Wait, very... hold on. Wait. <laughs> say again? So, like, let's say I told you, like, hey, there's people putting nails behind tires you're like oh shit and then the next morning you go out and check and there's nails behind your tire 
<laughs> That's so savage. Yeah, Somebody. and they're like, and they're like, they're even putting them like standing up. So, like, as soon as you roll back on them, you they go right into your tire. Oh man, that is that's like a like this. We're going back to like the old gangster movie days where like you start your car and the, it just explodes. <laughs> It's like, yeah, like people, like, people are like people are getting in and shit. They get they get in their car. They gotta check and make sure the the ignitions aren't go, isn't going to the bomb or they got freaking uh, you know nails behind their tires. You can't have that, guys. Yeah, dude. Nobody's like, fucking safe around here, man. What the hell? But so that happened, and then like I started checking it. Uh, I checked like the next morning and maybe another time, but I wasn't as vigilant as I should have been. So today. I like go driving, and after a little bit, I see the tire pressure warning, and I'm like, Oh, and oh. they got uh, you. Yeah, they got me good. Caught you slipping. Did yeah. they? Oh, they really got you. Yeah, they got me, and uh, it was actually in the front tire. Well, so who knows? Maybe this is like just a coincidence where it happened like somewhere else, but I can't. I don't know. It's too much of a coincidence. It was actually in the front tire, too, so maybe they even tried to hide it. And, yeah, luckily, I brought it to the shop, and it, um, you know, because I've had this issue before. Actually, when I was here last time, four years ago, and as long as it's not, like, you know, hitting the wall or whatever, maybe Luxury can, or either of you can expound upon this, but if it's, like, not hitting the wall, like, coming in from a bad angle or too big, then they can patch it up, and it should be fine, so. Yeah. And it's relatively mm-hmm. cheap. And so, luckily, they were able to do that. We'll see if there's future problems. But like, what, like, what the fuck is happening around here? I don't know. The, the in Shree City, that's just how they do things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's those, it's those crazy kids out causing mischief. Yeah. Well, now I'm starting to question you, good sir. Um, were you keeping your truck outside of the garage? Uh, yeah, but it's because there's a bunch of shit in my garage. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, he just, I mean, I guess you, st- you just moved in. You haven't unpacked everything yet, so. Yeah, but that is a good point. I guess if I, well, yeah, I guess I could leave it there. But then also if they put it in my driveway, I guess I got to go out there and check every day. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you do. But at least you're less likely to, like, if it's just, if they're standing up, you know, that's where, that's when the issue happens. But if it's just like laying on the side, you know, that's a little bit. You're more likely to see it, and you're probably more likely to just, uh, you know, uh, less likely to have a rollover incident, you know? Yeah. Looks like they are. Apparently, they are trying to stand them up. So, or that's what they said. Like, the the, the, the next door app said, like, they're putting them standing up. It's like, it must be kids, man. I don't know who would. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? But, well, is it kids, though? Because literally, you said the next day, that person... He's, he's out here putting hits out on people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, well, but you've you got a rat here. Tomorrow's gonna be sick with the fishes. <laughs> so, did, yeah, did you? Did you? I'm trying to remember your most recent podcast. Did you talk about the nails, or was that just when I was down there to visit you? No, that was just when you you came down to visit. Okay, because I was gonna say it'd be wild if it was a listener. Were, oh, oh shit! Fort Lives, and he was talking about the nails, but I guess that's not what happened. Dude, I think we'd have bigger problems if that was the case. Yeah, <laughs> and ain't nobody, ain't nobody safe out here. Jesus, no, not in these streets. 
Holy <laughs> shit. But yeah, so dude, that's fucking crazy. Like uh, what? Um but uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's what kind of what I had. Uh it's like nothing nothing is sacred anymore. Right? You know what I mean? Like we're just it's a, it's the wild west out here. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty nutty. Uh Yeah. I told well, so I think we're planning on next time we're going to have a I think I think we talked about it. I think there's a lot of uh things that we've seen at work that we could probably talk we'll probably save it to the next podcast which speed again you're more than welcome to come in on this one as well so to speak uh <laughs> we're going to talk i think one of these days we're going to get talk about um some war stories here um and not necessarily war stories like actual war but just funny things that might have happened to you when you were flying or during your training time whether you're back at the zoo or uh just doing whatever you you know we do on the daily day but um yeah i, I, I just may remind me but so start thinking of like everybody start thinking of uh, some good ideas and listeners if you have some funny stories please let us know um we'd love to get you on the podcast we can just talk about just some just some kind of wacky things that happen to us and, and really that's really the only way to describe it this is a lot of wacky things that happen in very serious moments um on the day to day, I think people forget. Like uh, I, I know we talked about it once, about, once upon a time, but a lot of people like they elevate us um, because of our job, I guess. I don't know, but they forget that we're just normal ass people, and some weird, funny shit happens so every day. Um, so yeah, I think we'll it'd be cool to share some of those stories. Like I, I got we we had a we had a couple big hits talking about uh, when we were we had we were talking about the different. Uh, methods to the madness of cleaning your butt when it comes to uh, <laughs> dumps and i got a couple of poop stories from flying that we could talk about sure. but anyways um so yeah uh, I'll be on that show when you do it i'll start brainstorming yeah man i, I know like I, there's a couple of funny stories we got like even just your call sign story is pretty funny mm -hmm. uh, that's that's one you got to share i think i think you got to share that one on yeah but um, do you got do you got anything particular, either one of you, that you that something's kind of been grinding your gears or something to discuss? Otherwise, I can uh, go with some data or go oh, some thoughts. Yeah, just uh, from your your skydiving. Um, <laughs> I say, um, very impressed that you were able to land on your first um, your first jump like all by yourself and land on your feet like. I saw my face my first four times, and it took me to <laughs> finally land on my feet. So that's impressive. Well, I gotta. I now that you mentioned, I gotta kind of, I guess, recant. I'm a, I'm a man of my word. If I if I say some incorrect data, I will fess up. Now, I believe I said that um, we were talking about this. Basically, the idea, if you haven't heard the episode, was um, my old lady was minimizing my fear of jump or not fear but the amount that i was i thought it was kind of sketchy that they're letting me jump out of an airplane by myself free fall for the very first time without ever having jumped out of an airplane and she's like ah you know basically just you're being a baby people do it at the academy all the time <laughs> I was, and i was saying I was like well they do static line out of the airplane but i was corrected speed now says uh he's telling me that they did they actually did do free fall um for at least That's you know correct. it was, it was yeah. a it was a kind of more of a hop and pop, if you will. Um, 
Yeah, we were only at like 4,000 AGL, so we only got about 10 or, you know, maybe a little more seconds of free fall. Um, now, did you guys have a uh, square canopy? or were Yeah, we just... had a square canopy, you know, steer, we were able to steer it and flare and everything. Wow, I did not think that you, I thought you guys, they just kicked you out of the back of the airplane with a static line, just let you fall. That's nope, impressive. Yeah, that's the Army way, but yeah, at the, at the academy, we, we get the free fall and the get to steer so that was a lot of fun How did they- well, this should give you guys this should give you guys halo badges huh oh the set the special <laughs> operation guys would be pissed uh, yeah, maybe oh my god <laughs> i mean i'm just a five jump chump so you might need more than that to get those but yeah it was a lot of fun that's cool uh, the, um... has gone skydiving too mm-hmm. back at, oh, uh, really? a couple of years back yeah, yeah. she's adventurous was... don't let her fool you well i was 18 so yeah she's she's adventurous she's well, got a cycle too Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's impressive. I gotta say, also, um, I don't maybe maybe I'm just late to the boat because I know you I, you guys got married like last year, didn't you? Or maybe you got engaged last year. Um, yeah, last December, yeah. And then, or you you were married then, or did you get married? You married recently? Because I just engaged in July, August. August. I almost said July, <laughs> August. Yeah, because it was when I got back from Red Flag. Yeah. Yeah. And we, yeah, we got married in uh, December. Mm-hmm. December. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I just it made me think because I saw some on Facebook of. Uh, picture of you guys and i was like oh man that's a really cool picture i like the little I like the the full the fur dress that was pretty sweet uh or at least the fur top or whatever i don't i don't know i don't know things but, yeah it was really i was like that was a really cool picture but um yeah that's something i mean that's something we can talk about how has you're coming up on a year now tell me yeah, the, i was gonna uh, say let, let's let's hear let's hear some of the good the bad and the ugly well, half of it was easy because he was gone. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gone half the year. Uh, Guam and SOS and uh, CFIC. So. Um, oh, that's almost a. That's like a. That's a solid nine month there. Or well, luckily it was only the first half of Guam. So yeah, six months. Okay, gotcha. I got. Yeah, she really would have been mad if I was gone nine months out of the year, but. But, um, yeah, another month or two for SOS. Yeah. So after all that, um, being gone all that time, we finally did the honeymoon in September. We went to Italy. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Went to Rome, saw uh, the Vatican and the Colosseum and, you know, a bunch of really cool Roman ruins. And there's, like, good pizza and wine for cheap, like, everywhere. It's, okay. Now, amazing. here's a question. Is the is the pizza really that good? Like, I'm thinking in my head, it's, it's dough bread you know it's dough <laughs> cheese and some some sauce like is it like is it distinguishably that much better or is it like would the best pizza in america be pretty close to be on par i, I think if you go to like we went to new york first and went to john's Bleecker street and that's mm-hmm. like really really good new york style pizza and i'm sure port has some good spots um too but yeah it's, i mean they're a little different but i would say i think it's pretty identical but that's they're kind of close yeah. <laughs> but like but it was like the there's only a couple of like really good pizza places at least in the midwest you know whereas like in new york there's a lot of good ones but like it was like everywhere in rome the pizza was really good mm-hmm. it seemed like so it was like a higher proportion of really really good gotcha that makes sense so maybe not necessarily like it was like it just outshined here but the amount of really good yeah, pizza exactly. everywhere mm-hmm. okay yeah. so you yeah, can so. you guys had a honeymoon or go ahead port you guys are ordering pizza in tonight aren't you we are um we got some papa murphy's, mm-hmm. papa you, murphy's. you guys are going to reminisce about the uh, italian experience <laughs> <laughs> A half, I mean, half so. It's half pepperoni, and Hannah committed a, a terrible sin, and she got uh, 
Canadian bacon pineapple. and pineapple. You know, the Hawaiian pizza. Oh, oh my God, man. It's like either... <laughs> it's Italian-American. I knew you wouldn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, but it's like if people people either stay like traditional with pizza toppings or they just go off into the the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, they, they just go off the rails right now. This is... Mm-hmm. Um, honest, though, this is the first time I've ordered it ever, I think, with us together. So maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What else can you guys say about um, the, the the Italian trip? I'm sure people would be interested to see hear about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say if you go to the Amalfi Coast, don't drive or ride a scooter because it's very dangerous down there. Um, and everything was really expensive on the coast, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful though. We saw. Yeah. We took a day trip to uh, Pompeii and Herculaneum, mm-hmm. and Herculaneum's even colder than Pompeii. Yeah, I said better preserved. Herculaneum yeah. Pompeii. Um, um, and then we went to Venice as well. Yeah, Venice was really cool. Everything was so easy to get around. Like we took the train. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Um, everything's pretty chill there too. So, highly recommend food tours wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and know a little Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Had that. I think we talked about this before, but the language barrier. They obviously. I mean, especially in the tourist areas, I feel like anywhere in the world you would. Uh, they'd probably speak a little bit of English, but and you'd get by. But did you guys find yourself in any awkward situations where they like were totally Italian and didn't understand any English? Not. No. Not really. Most. No, yeah. Most yeah. people spoke at least some conversational English enough to yeah. get by. Mm-hmm. And we, we looked up like some basic Italian phrases yeah. too. So probably the, the best example is Hannah um, and I were hiking when we were down at Positano and she sprained her ankle. And so I was trying to get her some crutches once we got <laughs> to Venice. And so um, I didn't, you know, I was like, you know, cr- crutches. And the guy at the pharmacy was like, uh, crutches? Uh, and he kind of like shrugged his shoulders. So I looked up the Italian word for crutches before I left, and it's stampanella. And so then I said stampanella, and he goes, "Oh yeah!" And he goes in the back and brought out crutches. So yeah, everyone was nice. Yeah. And everyone was very friendly, helpful, very welcoming, warm people there. Gotcha. So the ghost of Mussolini wasn't hanging around there. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he probably wouldn't have understood it if you didn't exaggerate that pronunciation either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, um, yeah, you have the hand gesture too. Yeah, you didn't, you can't see the listeners, <laughs> the gesture, but I, I did the hand gesture. You can know. you guys speak to the, um, especially Hannah about the the coffee differences, or the, uh, like just just the whole experience, I suppose. Yes, definitely look up how to order the American equivalent of your coffee before you go, just because. They do a lot of just espresso, essentially, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of the lattes and the milk-based things here. So, and then also takeaway is really big over there versus sitting in the shop and drinking it is a little bit pricier. So, yeah, they like they just take shots and just move on with their fucking day, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They sit there, but- espresso shots, and move on. But here's a, it's like, what are they actually doing? Because we all know Italians have horrible work ethic. So, like, <laughs> where, like, where are they going? Good question. And don't they have the, the 12 o'clock, like, lunchtime, like, everything shuts down type of situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I'd say when we went to a local market in Rome, so many people were just, you know, casually talking mm-hmm. when they were getting their groceries. So everything they do, it seems take a, takes a little bit longer because they catch up with everyone. Yeah, like you're, you're friends with the green grocer or the butcher or whoever. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know them and you see them around the neighborhood. So, they, yeah, they always, you know, catch up and, you know, have small talk and everything. And instead of just like, here we go, oh, I want, you know, a coffee and then buy. And then when you're mm-hmm. out, you know. <laughs> I and, didn't see uh, one through. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was that? I didn't see one drive through, like. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Restaurant or take away anything like that. So just more of a touristy thing to do that. So like inside the cities, it's still, did it still feel like homely and also, or like hometown kind of? And then also how are the, were there, was there much like car traffic within the city? I thought, I thought there was a lot of car traffic in Rome, but it was still. Not so much in Venice. Communal. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot of boat traffic. It was still across <laughs> as a community and like easy to get around. Yeah. What was know? the name of the neighborhood we went to of the food tour? In Rome, um, Testaccio. Yeah, Testaccio. It's that neighborhood was like really nice, like Old small school, town feel. Yeah. yeah. It was like a little suburb part of the city. Um, there's some. I mean, there's some big streets where there's a lot of mm-hmm. car traffic and buses and stuff too, and like trains and stuff. So, Rome's a big city, but there's some nice small neighborhoods. But the history behind, like, Mm -hmm. how the different neighborhoods form, too, is just, like, pretty amazing in itself. So, you get all of that in a food tour if you go on one, usually. So, highly recommend that. And I'd say the big landmarks. I mean, I think the Segway tour was enough to see all of the landmarks in a timely manner. Because you're not going to go in every single one. Or do the night tours when it's less busy. So, yeah, we, we, we kind of we did the Segway tour, um, and it was actually it only took us like what 10 15 minutes to learn how to ride the Segway, yeah, and then after we that, that we went all over the city in the Segway. Mm-hmm. It was really been pretty intuitive. Uh, none of those yeah. things were, uh, yes, really. The hardest part is when you, when you step on and off, you just kind of got to hold it upright and then step onto it, and then besides that, you twist the uh, left and right, or uh, you know, back and forth, left or right kind of like tilt it and that's how you turn left or right and then mm-hmm. you just like forward or backwards to go forward or backwards and it was really easy yeah and, i was pretty nervous but we were pros by the end so. yeah and like you see people here in cities doing segway tours like in like pensacola or minneapolis or whatever and you're like what a bunch of nerds you know but <laughs> over there yeah it'll be a fun look like nerds but it was just a lot of fun it's so. the way to go too it mm-hmm. saves your legs because you're doing so much walking anyway so yeah it's kind of like uh so i started doing a lot of more scootering you go down places not necessarily to just uh to get around fast but mostly it's just it's it's just a fun thing to do just to really like you can go nowhere and just go ride scooters around all over the place yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is reminding me so i was in uh again talking about my uh my old lady she, uh, we were riding around downtown Denver on scooters <laughs> and we were, we started getting kind of a little bit outside of the, to the outskirts of the city. And, uh, it was, it was enough where there's actual houses and we we're kind of like a little neighborhood cause we were going to this, uh, this, this restaurant, it's supposed to be a famous restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's like the cattle lodge or something. I, I, I don't know. 
But um, anyways, we were driving and she was ahead of me and there's a blind driveway. Car pulls out and she she gets she is scared because she's like in the middle of the inter- the middle of the driveway as it's pulling out like full speed. She swerves and hits the gas. The car swerves, hits the gas. She jumps off and the car smashes her scooter. And oh like, shit! Like I'm like I, I see this happening. Like as soon as I see her jump because she's an athlete, like she she'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, I see her. I see her jump off, and the car hits the scooter, and I just bust out laughing. It was the funniest thing I saw. She she did not appreciate me laughing at her oh. getting hit by a car, and then the car <laughs> sped off. No, it sped oh, wow. off. Yeah, it's just like, and she, I asked, like, did you like, did the car like know you hit it hit you? She's like, yeah. He looked at me, and then he just sped off. I was like. And I just bust out laughing. I kept on going. She's still mad at me for laughing, but it was fucking hilarious. Damn, she just got like a fucking drive-by, basically. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's a it was, front, it was yeah. definitely a hit and run. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh. Plate number? No, we weren't looking. I was too busy laughing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Awesome. Like, it's all, all like once I knew that she, I was like at first it's like oh shit, and then I was like. Ah, she's gonna be all right, and that's when I started laughing because <laughs> I was like, I was, like I could kind of tell, like she's she's gonna be fine, and like she didn't fall on the ground or nothing either, so she just got like hit by this car. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, went to quite the tangent with Italy, but um, with Venice, is is that place just like totally fucked with like global warming and all that type of stuff? Uh, I guess we'll find out, but maybe, yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did it? Was it uh? Right at sea level there, yeah. Was it flooding or anything when you guys were there? No, it was fine when we were there. Um, but I did a lot of research beforehand, and it said it could, like, at any point. Yeah. If it even rains, sometimes it floods. So. Mm-hmm. Gets yeah. too much rain, or you get yeah. a bad storm. Yeah. So we were lucky, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's cool. It's, it's instead of you know roads with uh cars, they just got little canals with boats everywhere. Hmm. It was really pretty. Mm-hmm. Beautiful architecture. I thought it would smell worse than it did because I heard mm-hmm. that from a lot of people. It smells way better than New Orleans, yeah, for sure. I would agree. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, if we want to jump back into um, marriage lessons, I think we owe the viewers um, <laughs> or the listeners. Uh, I think you guys had a resolution on that first date um, apparel, huh? Or the what uh, Zach was wearing on the first day. Oh, right. The shoes. Mm. Wait, what, what, do we have an issue with yeah, this? The last one? Yeah, so I could have sworn I was wearing cowboy boots on our first date, and she's like, no, you were wearing these nice brown dress shoes. And, yep. And then I like we argued about it. She was right. She, I was, I was, I was wearing right. the shoes. That's one of those things you don't forget, though, on a first date. Like, women, you know, I, I hear this <laughs> a lot. Like, they look at people's shoes. And it's really? Crazy. Yeah. Of all things, I did hear, I did have a, uh, there's a Jerry Seinfeld quote. Uh, I have to look at, I have to look it up, but uh, I'll get back to you on that one. But um, <laughs> it's interesting, that, like, that's interesting that that's what, uh, that she could remember. Cause I'll tell you what, man, I, maybe I'm going to look like an asshole, but I don't remember what uh, <laughs> people look like on my first date. I don't remember. Any of my exes were wearing, let alone my current girlfriend. I said, oh, well. I didn't know what shoes I was wearing, so. Wait, do you? <laughs> no, I can't remember what shoes. Yeah, wearing. I remember what I was wearing that day, but you don't. 
There's um, something to be said for that. How do, like, how's that? How's, I, I, I don't get it. What I was wearing, how am I supposed to remember what you were wearing? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's just seared into my mind for some reason. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just what you put, not importance to, but like, I mean, I guess what you kind of focus on, I suppose it makes sense, huh? Yeah, that's true. Um, what would you guys say you learned about each other, like from living together, even if it's nothing like bad, just like different tendencies, I suppose, that you didn't see coming? Ooh, that's a good question. I learned that I don't like to do dishes. Yeah. <laughs> do dishes, dishes yeah. all the time. <laughs> hey, you settle down. Um, let's see. That's a good one. Um, just like, I don't know. She likes to sleep in, I guess. Yeah, that's a big one. I like um, to sleep in. Um, but you like to stay up too late. Yeah, like, I, I would, I'm I'd a rather, night owl. Yeah. Get up late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, like, I want to go to bed early because I'm becoming an old man now. <laughs> and then she's a night owl and she'll stay up and do work or whatever late. Yeah. It's funny how I like prioritize my time around when he's home because I want to do everything that's not important when he's gone so we can spend more time together. Oh, that's very oh, nice. That's very nice. So, mm-hmm. And I have a lot of extra time during the day. So I like, even though you probably think I'm lazy during the day, I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I don't think, I never said that. <laughs> I know you haven't said that, but you mm-hmm. probably think, what does she do all day? <laughs> what about um, having a dog together? <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been good, Um, you know, because I usually I'll take her, get up in the morning and take her out. But then when I've been gone for half the year, Hannah has to do all that herself. So, yeah, yeah. It's a responsibility. I learned the importance of training Winnie to go out by herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, especially up here in Minot. You want to. Yeah. It gets so cold, you know, you want to just have her go out, potty real quick and then run back in. So, yeah. I learned How do you. To go outside when it's cold with her. <laughs> Maybe this is uh, TMI, but how do you get her to just like make sure she actually goes when you let her outside? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I recently had a dog experience where they like I would let them out, but then they just like wouldn't go. Or I mean, they would eventually, but like I wish I could just like make it a command, like shit yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, with Winnie, with she was kind of like that too. She would dawdle and then not really go right away so we got uh, a collar that vibrates and it has a little sound so we do the sound right away and she doesn't like the sound and she'll go right away and come back in if we use that sound on that collar and if it's real cold yeah if it's really cold she goes right away anyway yeah she loves the snow so i think she could stay out there for a while Mm -hmm. if we let her yeah, it's um for those that don't know the you guys have a uh like the downstairs kind of has a window that's almost at like ground level with like the little hill and sometimes she just like sh- jumps in there and like you can see her <laughs> through the window it's that's really cute but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's also important she they have to know when it's time to potty versus when it's time to play. So. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously, they're not going to go to the bathroom right away. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, Anything else? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. I don't know, man. It's like, (laughs) it's one of those things where um, 
it's a lot of responsibility and i mean i guess having a house is a lot easier in the sense that you can let them out in the backyard as opposed mm-hmm. to like going on a walk every time or something like that but i, I just i feel like sometimes they kind of um uh tie you down a little bit i don't know what was your what's been your guys experience with that like i, I mean i guess you just have to pay for it to once you yeah, go travel if we travel somewhere, you got to drop her off at the kennel or somewhere. But Yeah, I agree with that. Though. You been, kind of are tied down. Just a little bit. It hasn't really stopped us too yeah. much. You have to find a good border that yeah. is flexible. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. That's yeah. a must. What about you, Lux? Do you got any pets? No pets for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, for all the reasons you guys have been talking about, that's exactly why I don't. I'm gone too much. <laughs> uh also i'm slightly allergic to animals uh i like i had dogs when i was growing up and that was fine but i think i think it was because they didn't shed um so there wasn't as much dander there um but man i go around like i said my girlfriend she has two dogs and i go visit her and oh my gosh and then she's got roommates too who got their they got their own family of cats and dogs and oh my gosh i go over there and I can't be in the house for more than like 10 minutes, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah. And don't let one of them scratch me. They scratch me. I'm done. It's like, <laughs> it's like, an intraven- it's like an intravenous needle straight, uh, animal dander into my bloodstream and I'm itching all over the place. Damn. I don't understand how I can't believe it. Of all things. I've heard, in. I've heard if you get scratched by a cat, it can make your cat allergies go away. It may, it may be. It probably like, it it might not work too, depending on the person. Well, I don't know. there's a lot of different kinds of allergies mm-hmm. too. So. Yeah, I think me having not been exposed to it for a long. Cause I, when I was young, I don't ever remember having to deal with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's once after my dogs died and I wasn't around all the time. I kind of got, you know, my immunity kind of went away from it or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be true. Yeah. It's kind of like poison ivy. Like I remember I got poison ivy so many times when I was a kid, but I haven't had po- poison ivy since. Um, and I know I've been running around. Maybe I'll just be more careful. I don't know. But, yeah, I know uh, the dogs things. Oh, here's a question. Okay, here's mm-hmm. a question. Because we talked about this. Um, we, we kind of talked about this yesterday. I don't think it, was, it wasn't on the podcast. It's kind of after. But, um, and I don't know if this is even a, this is, might be more catching jets, but, uh, what's your opinion, Hannah? Like, so obviously we hang out with a lot of aviators cause that's just kind of what we do. Uh, what's your opinion on when we start talking about work? Oh, you know, honestly, I enjoy it personally because, uh, you may not know this, but I wanted to be a pilot when I was growing up. So, oh, really? Yeah, I love being around the talk shop, shop talk, yeah, um, and just hearing different things that you guys have to deal with, but I know not all the spouses and girlfriends are like that, but I like yeah. it, uh, up to a certain point, you know, obviously you have to know your audience um, when you're in a group like that, but I like hearing about it, and when, you know, we were just at at the squadron for the 23rds thanksgiving party and just like seeing all the stuff that like the ejection seats and what else did you show me oh the, the parachute the, the engine on the wall that fell yeah. off, that fell off of the oh yeah you guys didn't have to turn that back in i heard they're they're pretty pissed on that <laughs> yeah sword got it yes after the investigation was over yeah sword got it back for us and nice. it takes, uh, 
in the uh, linebacker room now. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get Fetch to autograph that thing. Yeah. yeah. Or get everybody who's on the jet to autograph it. That would be really cool. <laughs> or like stencil it in. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the reason I ask is because we were talking about this, and I had been a big proponent of – not talking shop outside of work like you know like especially it always happens it's like a friday or a saturday especially fridays because the week the work week has just ended but you still have like you're still kind of halfway in work mode halfway in weekend mode and like you go out to you know a bar and everybody's hanging out and they just people just start talking about working it's like oh my god stop talking about work but then I started thinking about this because um, we uh where I'm at right now we recently just had our Thanksgiving party this last Friday as well and um and of all places we were at work so you're still kind of like in the work mentality we got a whole lot of issues uh, not bad issues but just um problems that we're trying to find solutions to just to help us you know be more lethal I guess you would say <clears throat> and uh we I was talking with uh, one of our assistant director of operations or ADOs and um one of the guys was like oh my god you guys are talking about work I was like well I, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, we are talking about work, but it's something, it's like one of those things that we're passionate about. It's uh, just like if we were to talk about motorcycles, you know, all the time, or maybe talk about football. It's just something like the reason we talk about it is something because we're so invested in it and uh, it's something that we care about. So I could like, at first I was kind of, um, kind of turned off by people talking about shop outside of work. But as long as you're just kind of just talking about solutions, it's, it's just, I think I don't see anything wrong with it, uh, provided you're in a good environment that is something that you can talk about. Um, but it's just I think it kind of just speaks to how vested you are in um, your career. And it happens to be the career we're talking about is, you know, being in the military or flying or uh, here with JTAX. But um, so just controlling or just whatever, you know. Yeah, I think know your audience. Yeah. But I think like we have a pretty exciting job that we do. And so I think it is exciting to talk about outside of work, too. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I think Anna has an exciting job. I always like hearing about her when she tells me about work, you know, and surgeries and stuff. And yeah, at the hospital and how that goes. I think it's fascinating. So I like like having her her talk about work, too. Yeah. But it's the same thing with our gang, too, at the hospital. You know, when we go out, all we do is talk shop, too. But that's what you know. And that's what you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I don't think wrong with that yeah yeah i think you, both you guys hit on the head just knowing your audience probably um yeah yeah i think and i don't want to hate on anybody but like if you had a boring job and you just talked about your boring job maybe that's <laughs> yeah not like i don't want to like pick out a particular yeah. career and just you know shit on it right now i guess but like yeah if you did something that was dull like you just had a desk job and did paperwork or something like you were i'll, I'll shit on insurance people you're like an adjuster or salesman or something like, oh, I, I sold some insurance today. And it's like, great. You know, we don't need to hear all about it. Like, I'm going to have you're going to get some bunch of angry insurance salesmen that are going to write in to the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to get you guys in trouble with the insurance commu- community. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I mean, if they're talking like I think it, it really depends on what's going on. If they're talking about like some kind of insurance fraud case or something like that, or they're talking about like this really odd thing that they saw. Um, that could be something I could understand I'm talking about. Just like, you know, if we're talking about like just 
I don't know, pick your poison, whatever we're talking about. But if you start getting into the really minutiae of like, oh, well, we're talking about the AR system and this hydraulic system go, runs from this system and it goes this and it's like, no, 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 it goes from this. Like that's just like, okay, that's a little bit too technical. But when you're talking about um, like something wild that happened, you're just like, oh, yeah, man, I can't believe. Did you see when, you know, the air, like when the airplane did this and then this guy said something and you know, oh my God, I thought we were going to die. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like funny. And like, you, you don't have a vested interest. Everybody can talk. Probably the wives don't want to hear about us almost dying, but. Yeah, <laughs> or, <laughs> but, yeah. That I guess that's happened. what, if you're an insurance salesman, you know, and I don't know, all insurance salesmen, but you're probably not almost dying at work, you know, is an insurance yeah. day to day. You know? <laughs> Hope, but you never know. They might have like you some kind know. of. Maybe, like, they, maybe they sell insurance to in a bad neighborhood or something. You or know? maybe they're selling. <laughs> Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I'm sure there are interesting insurance stories, but yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think when they talk about like, I mean, because uh, Madison's an insurance guy. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> 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 have a listener. I, Let's see what she I says. Totally forgot. <laughs> like, I, this seems like I planned this. I, I did not plan this, Madison. I'm sorry. <laughs> she listens, doesn't she? Yeah, but um, oh, I'm in trouble. I can't no, wait for this. This is actually fascinating, though. Yo, I now, know. yeah, I better cover down. <laughs> I took an insurance class. <laughs> the backsliding is happening real time, folks. <laughs> no, but it is. Uh, no, I think she had. I mean, just like anything else, it's like you know, if you're talking, like you guys said, like if you're talking about just like all the admin BS, you know, it's stupid. But she does have some interesting stories about like claims and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I we knew what you meant, Speed. We knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> I meant, yeah, I meant the administrative paperwork stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, like... Now she's like, gonna hate me now oh, forever. No. Uh, it'll be fine. It, this will probably come back to me for somehow, but, uh, luxury... <laughs> I think, uh, I think luxury, yeah, said it well, where, where it's like, you know, it, with your job, just say something that could, you know, other people could understand, you know what I mean? As opposed to, like, throwing out a bunch of acronyms and all that BS, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, so people right. can actually follow along and like kind of add to it if possible. Yeah, and I will say that, that is hard to do too. Like, granted, because of the necessity of uh, our profession, like a lot of times it's a lot more easy to uh, throw an acronym because it conveys a lot of a, a long train of thought in one word, you know, or a few words. But a lot of people aren't, yeah, I guess you said, uh, people are uninitiated. Sometimes it's easy to break it down. And a lot of times you'll figure out, <laughs> a lot, we don't even know what some of the acronyms mean. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, exactly. It's a big pet peeve is when there's acronyms inside of acronyms. Yeah. That drives me insane. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's, or oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So uh, here's another thought I had. Uh, I'd like to hear you guys' opinion on this. A lot of times you hear people say, um, if you work hard, you can get um, anything you want. Or like, if you work <laughs> hard, you'll, get, you'll be able to get to this point. What do you guys, do you think that's bullshit? Or do you think that's like, yeah, that, that's, that's completely doable? Hmm. Maybe, I guess somewhere in the middle, you have to have realistic expectations. Because mm -hmm. um, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to be uh, a famous singer, you know what I mean? But you can't sing. You're not going to make it. And even if you can sing, there's so few people that are going to turn out to be Taylor Swift. And I picked her on purpose for you, Port. You know what Thank I mean? You. Like, the you. odds are just so far against you. I mean, somebody has to do it. Somebody is going to be Taylor Swift, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, just having realistic goals, I think. And you can have 
pretty lofty high goals, but just keep them realistic. And yeah, if you put your mind to it and you're committed to it, I think you can achieve a lot, but just yeah. put a, put a realistic, realistic expectations is the biggest thing. I would say like, it depends on your age too. Um, you know, like when you're in high school, I feel like a lot more is possible because you're just starting out, but you know, even to be an Olympic, Olympic, like gymnast, you have to be like, what? 12 so it's like yeah like you said it has to be realistic but uh career-wise I feel like I I think I have to have the mentality that if you work hard you can achieve what you want yeah Uh, because even if you don't don't get exactly to where you think you'll be you'll still land somewhere amazing too Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, yeah, it's about making the most of your opportunities but at least you have that motivation too I think that's what a lot of people lack too yeah i think the quote is if you shoot for the stars you'll uh end up yeah shoot for the moon or something i don't know land among the stars right yeah there you go something like that um i think and i i think you guys are right uh obviously if you're like i want to be the best basketball player in the world um you know you sure you could practice your heart out you could run as many sprints as you want you could shoot as many free throws as you want um, but at the end of the day, if you're five one, you can't be you can't turn into six foot nine, two hundred and fifty pound LeBron James. Like some some things you just don't got. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yes and no, and I th- I think it's the that drive that'll kind of it it'll be it's it's helpful. Um, I guess what that leads me to think what's a what are some professions that you feel and this might be controversial to the, the that particular. Per, uh, profession, but what is what are some professions you feel like that you can just be like you can just work hard and you can get and do whatever that is. If you don't you don't need some you don't need some gift. Um, or then what are some what are some other professions that you feel that you might just have to be gifted and you can't just work completely on and eventually get to the top of the game. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, probably if. Like, obviously, like, being an athlete, you kind of have to be gifted. Um, I mean, you have to work hard, too, but that's one of the things where, yeah, you have to be, like, physically gifted and everything. I'd say, like, like maybe being, like, a surgeon, you have to have, like, good hands and eye coordination, too. That's kind of an athletic. Maybe not quite athletic, but similar. So that's one of those things where I I think you have to be gifted to be a good surgeon. Yeah, my first thought was medical school, but you have to be intelligent, like, documented intelligence mm-hmm. person yeah. uh, and that's you know even hard to obtain for a lot of people do you think but, with that one do you think you could still just work extremely hard like so you may not be you may not have an iq of 120 but you can study your ass off you can you know never go out always be in the books just work yourself to the bone where you can just get there and Maybe you're like you. It may not come as easy to you. Do you think you could still make it though, if you actually literally put your heart and soul, everything, every minute of the day was concerned with getting to become a surgeon or whatever medical profession you decide on? Uh, I, for me personally, I even know people just from my profession that were in my class who put their heart and soul and everything they took the MCAT over and over again and they still just couldn't get that number same thing they wouldn't Mm. go out 
they'd only focus on that and they would reapply year after year and just didn't get in. So, wow. yeah, I, there's a certain point where you have to know that uh, enough is enough and you got to move on to something else. But yeah, I do know a couple people who that happened to. What happened with those people? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, I know one of them went on to get her PhD um, in psychology and she's going to be teaching here soon. Um, actually, one of them was me. I, I applied to medical school once and didn't get in. And that's how I landed in my career, too. Um, but I honestly didn't give it like my ultimate try hard situation. I, didn't, I still went out and I didn't study as hard. Um, and I think I kind of found out that that's not what I wanted to do ultimately. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it seems like it goes that. that way sometimes. Yeah. Um, I know, I know Conor McGregor talks about, I mean, I, I suppose, well, maybe he kind of contradicts this in the sense that he says he's like not talented. He's just obsessed. Um, hmm. so I maybe like to a certain threshold, if you work like your ass off and you're obsessed with that thing. Then you can like maybe overcome some stuff, but I know Pops talks about how certain like um, groups of people or ethnicities are capped at certain like IQs for like the average, of course, or the, the you know like a bell curve kind of thing. And oh wow, yeah. that's a, that's a that's a bold statement, man. That's yeah, starting to get into sounds, eugenics. Uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like eugenics. We have right? to get. I, I won't make any too too many. Things. I'll I'll we'll get pops on the podcast and let him explain. Because <laughs> yeah. I th- like this is one of those things that we talked about. Like Kanye, like you say you say something, uh, and you, you really just need a little bit extra time to explain yourself. So I won't pa- I won't cast judgment on him on that one. But uh. yeah, so I think uh, I think if you want to look it up, like Jordan Peterson, I believe uh, discusses it, and I think he talks about it on YouTube, just like the. Um, I, I think there's like definitely like hard evidence, I suppose, not to say that that's like, I mean, I think maybe there's some science behind it, I'm sure, but I don't know. I, you know, I can't speak to it completely, but, um, but yeah, it's like, so if you're capped at like, that, that is kind of hard to say. It's like, if you, cause I mean, what's the difference between like intelligence and being smart, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe smart is like, you know, something from a book, but intelligence is like the, your capacity to learn kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. So if you just don't have the intelligence, I don't know if you can overcome that. Like, I yeah, I can see that on the individual basis. Like each individual has their own cap, but I, I don't know if I would say a certain type of a, a certain group of people would have a cap, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, I wonder, I guess I got to look into it, like, how that's been developed over time and that type of stuff and, you know, how, how long that t- takes to, uh, you know, change, essentially, but. Yeah, I think I think it, a lot of it would be, like, environment, whereas, like, if you have, um, and you're talking about the difference between being, like, smart and intelligent, you can have really intelligent people, but if they grow up, like, poor and don't get a good education, you know, they might be super intelligent. They just they don't seem smart because they didn't get a good education. Yeah, exactly. Really no one ever gave them the. You know, so. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't that would make you a perception that you would think that maybe racial or ethnic lines would be less intelligent, but they actually are just as, as intelligent. They just didn't get the same opportunities. Maybe somebody else got. Right. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like go along the lines of if uh, if you were to go to China and then like you go to like a elementary school and they start doing math and they're like 
hey man, why don't you like why don't you understand what we're doing? This is we're teaching at a fifth grade level. And it's like I don't speak Chinese. How can I understand? <laughs> like, what, yeah, like, exactly. How how can you say I'm stupid if I don't even understand what you're saying right now? So yeah. it's, it's kind of that same that same level. Einstein has that quote. It's Einstein where he's like. If you judge a fish on his ability to climb a tree, you know, like you'll think he's a failure, but you know, that's like everybody has their own gifts. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you, it's very tough to be able to, like, if we put everybody in the right position, that would be awesome. You know what I mean? But obviously there's nobody who can spend those resources to do that. You know what I mean? But I mean, that would, that would be the, the best way to uh, develop your society, I suppose. Yeah. I get what you're there mm-hmm. and i agree with and that. there's like no way to know i guess maybe like the soviet union tried to do that and it didn't quite work you know like in a way i mean it's i mean that would be the best efficient thing you know what i mean if you could like encourage people to to do what they're best at but at the other time like you got to give people free will to yeah dreams you know what i mean mm-hmm. so if somebody well, be the best you know yeah. like yeah whatever somebody's like the best bus driver but they're like well yeah i might be the best bus driver in the world but i really want to be a teacher you know what i mean and they're yeah you're like, that's a whole discussion in itself right there <laughs> also like if it contributes to society like you could argue that the arts are not as important as uh people who medicine or something but technically it's all you know it, it's all in the opinion of the person who you're asking yeah yeah, that's a, that's another discussion uh, we could have. I, I uh, I'll quit my quick uh, two cents on it, but I know a lot of people like, like right now it's kind of hot button to kind of shit on uh, I guess liberal arts education, um, especially if people start talking of like the easy the easy go to is to make fun of like you know art majors and ask what they contribute to society, you know that all that. Um, I I find. I, I got to say, I have a big gripe with people who say that. And a lot of times I hear the people I hear, I hear saying this, um, who are basically like, we sh- you should only be good at math, science, technology and engineering. Um, or or was it, I think that's I think that's the all the STEM things. There's a lot of people who are like, I don't, I don't need to go to college because I can learn all this, that and the other. And it's like, well, the people who are saying that the people who didn't go to college. And again, you don't have to go to college, but um I, th- I think it's kind of a foul to just dismiss, you know, art majors or to dismiss um, physical education majors. You know, there's something to be said. Um, all these people are valued members of society because if you just had a bunch of people who are running around being arts, you know, art major or sorry, uh, you know, math, mathematicians, scientists and uh, engineers, then you wouldn't have you may not have some of the more aesthetically pleasing things in life. Um, you wouldn't be able to appreciate them. That's yeah, I think it's you gotta have it's like too much saturation. So right now we encourage like our whole generation to go to college, and now you have a bunch of like college educated, you know, bachelor's degrees like waiters and, and bartenders and stuff. You know what I mean? That aren't using yeah. their degrees just because there's like an oversaturation. So right. I think you just need a good balance of trade schools and in college and everything. You know? Yeah. And yeah oh whatever, yeah, for sure. Everyone definitely pursue your dreams and education and everything it's just like i don't know try and use what you well yeah what you learn to help your career your education is an investment but Mm -hmm. maybe not go to just go to a school that you can afford to or get a scholarship that 
you know, you're going to get the return on your investment when you graduate. Yeah. Yeah. And this would, this will never happen, but like, yeah, like college education is insane. Um, like tuition is like so expensive. So I, I think everyone, if all, if all the kids like that graduate high school, if they all went, yeah, we're going to boycott college tuition rates <laughs> go down. If you got a whole class of kids that said, we're not going to college, you know, together, but that'll never happen. You know, you can't yeah. have many million kids to unite <laughs> on that, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they, um, they start, probably start just hiring like, hey, you're uh, juniors. Who wants to apply now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's applying to me and giving them that demand that they they think they can charge that much. They do, even though yeah. it's ridiculous. But and I think uh, you know, art I think kind of goes into the category, or some of that stuff goes into the category of almost like entertainment, which is like, you know, do we need football like pro football players? No, right? But it's like kind of. A good thing to have and it kind of you know changes our perspective on things um yeah. but i think alan watts has like a good speech about it he was like a philosopher or like a teacher or something but he he was talking about how you know you should go and do what makes you happy because if you go do a job uh and it's analogous to like if you go get a degree that your parents want then you're just going to be going to do something that you don't want to do to just keep on doing stuff you don't want to do you know so you might as well do what you love and be happy and then you might you might become a master of it and then like find a way to make a living off of it of course too but um if uh unless anybody has anything else on that i want to talk about um how fucking fucked up the school system is well sorry the um the the tuition system is with the schools i one last thing on like following your dreams i think just be yeah follow your dreams but be adaptable is a big thing because like if you yeah. have a plan like oh i'm gonna go be uh whatever i'm gonna be like the best uh insurance person in the world or something and it's like well you're, <laughs> you're not the best pole vaulter in the world but maybe you can be a good long jumper and you can do something similar but a little different that's just a dumb example yeah adapt. that's true so follow your dreams and try and go where you want but be ready to adapt and change your plans because life's not going to go the way you exactly want so just adapt and do something close to what you want to do and that might be good enough you know you make right yeah. Um, but yeah tuition. yeah so I, I suppose as usual i should do more research on this but it's just like <laughs> it's just it's just so fucked up how yeah, exactly. We're more just like a laid back talking kind of thing. But um, it's just so fucked up how I've seen like tuition rates getting hiked up and stuff like that. And, you know, with this college debt thing and all this type of stuff, like it's I think I think the schools have become more of a business than um, than they should be. And they realize that they can do that. Right. But then also um Schools, I think, are paying a lot into their like their sports programs, specifically like football, and of course they have to give money, I guess, to the professors so they do research, which is kind of like the real reasons some schools exist. But I don't know. What do you, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like, I think it's kind of yeah. criminal what they're doing. Yeah, like the football yeah. football program at NCAA, like D1 schools, are it's insane. Like, yeah, they make so much money and they pay the coaches so much and the athletic director and the staff and everybody. Like, they make an insane amount of money. And then, yeah, they get all that money from the kids paying tuition. Um, yeah, like, I I agree. The emphasis should be more on education and not on the football program. And I'll 
don't get me wrong, I love the Air Force Academy. I'd, I'd go there again if I had the choice. But you look at um, just like the, I don't know, like the number one like DOD paid um, person is the football coach at the Academy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. And oh, it's like really the highest paid higher yeah, the high, than the yeah, yeah that's what I meant yeah the highest paid higher it, higher than like the secretary of like the defense yeah wow what yeah uh-huh. yeah so there is wow and that's just you know I'm not just saying the academy I'm not just shitting on the academy but I'm just saying like the whole yeah. all the you know colleges everywhere universities all throughout the United States the like top paid person you know probably nine well, times out of ten is the head football coach and that's that makes all the money but that's also the emphasis and it should be education so well and that's interesting that you say that because that's because the government has to like publicly report what they're t- paying people right yeah so i went to a private university and i would love to know where all my dollars went yeah that's right you know i would love to have known because I'm sure shit didn't go back to what I was learning specifically. Yeah. And that said, I didn't have to pay a, a tuition at the academy. So this is a topic that I <laughs> yeah. am kind of an outsider. All right. Thanks a lot, They made it. And I don't get me wrong, huge Falcon football fan. Um, and I love going to the games, but they like make us go to the games. And then they make, they take out of our little stipend we get, they take the cost of the tickets out. So what? To, yeah, what they, they the fuck? The tickets, Yo, that's that's like the, the, the that's like the yeah. BAH uh, thing. You we're making you uh, live in the dorm, so we're gonna take that BAH from you with exactly. the quickness. So you know, I mean, that's where that money's going. You know, so we're canceling I, Christmas. I mean, I'm not though. Like, I enjoy well, football games. And I'm, a big, I'm a big Falcons football fan. So it's like, where is your priorities? I mean, I I realized yeah. that at school when. Um, you know, we had like this parking lot near the stadium and, uh, that's where everybody would park. But then during the games, they like fucking kicked us out and they made us go park somewhere else that was like much further away. And it's like, (laughs) what is your guys' priority here? You know? And just the same with tuition. It's like, I see it like slowly increase and I don't see a, you know, return on investment or something on that. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Hannah said, it's like, where the fuck is this money going? (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and you kind of reach a certain point well at least for me I had to pay for my own education and like you reach a point where you're like oh crap I can't do half the careers I originally thought about because I need to make this much money just to pay off my student loans when I graduate yeah student loans is just a fucking mess um which I didn't I didn't realize this I know this like the recent story about Sally May who has like a lot of who's like a big loan company they like took a fucking trip to hawaii with their employees because they reached like a billion in sales or something i don't know how you like recognize that or something but um it turns out like a lot, i think um again i gotta double check this but like 85 percent of the student loans are like federal you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah pops actually made a good point that you know if the the federal government like handing out loans incentivizes the universities and colleges to charge more because they know that somebody else will like kind of make the loan happen essentially you know what i mean mm-hmm. if, that exactly. makes, if that makes yeah. sense yeah. <clears throat> but I, I think it's it's one of those things that maybe it's not like a bubble or something but i mean we're definitely now seeing like it's just getting fucking ridiculous with you know you, you gotta you gotta get an education or you can become a tradesman like we were saying which is there's nothing bad about that you can definitely make a career that way but 
it's just it's getting ridiculous with how much people have to go to get education you know yeah. right and actually um uh i forget his name he's he's one of the guys on the daily show i think he's got his own um show now like the patriot show or something like that it's called Bob hassan Riggle. what patriot no i don't no. talk about it. it's called patriot act the show yeah Hassan, uh, Hassan, uh, Hassan Minaj, or Hassan oh, Minaj. Comedian, yeah, yeah, he's like kind of a comedian as well. But um, okay. he he went to Congress and he was like, so not only are we like, is the members of Congress paying? They paid a lot less for college, you know, including like inflation and all that type. Well, sorry, I guess that's it. Like they they paid like half or like a quarter, even taking into account um, inflation. So it's it's you know. I don't know what the reasoning is behind all the inflated prices, but yeah, I'd love to know. It's very uh, yeah. It's, that's it's odd. If they can get away with it, they'll do it, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I only have one other thing, and we can talk about it briefly, or we can save it um, till later. I know I, I texted you this yesterday, uh, Port, but have you guys heard of? Well, number one, have you guys heard of the Boogaloo? Yeah, electric. Yeah, Civil War II electric Boogaloo. The Boogaloo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so have you heard? Have you heard? Or you, Port or Hannah, have you heard of this? No, I haven't. No. So this, okay, um, you might be able to explain it a little bit better. I'm I'm not super squared away on it. I know kind of general thoughts but if you can explain it speed otherwise i'll give it a go yeah i i think it's just the idea that um if we get a president that is you know in the future that's going to take away uh our gun rights and you know take away our guns that there's going to be uh an up an armed uprising to uh protect the the second amendment and all of our liberties you know all the other ones that are in line after that uh, you know, so just an armed uprising against, you know, the ATF or whatever federal agencies try and confiscate guns is the idea. Yeah, and, that's yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And so, you know, it's popular with a lot of like far right wing, uh, you know, people on the Internet. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of veterans in that group, too. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, I, they call themselves. um And p- please, if we have any listeners who are this, I know, I, th- I think um Detroit's one, and I think he'd happily admit this, but uh, hmm. uh, a lot of times they call themselves um, Second Amendment absolutists. Um, basically, like the idea is that any gun right is a, or any gun legislation is an infringement upon the Second Amendment, um, which I could go, I could go down a rabbit hole in this. Me and Detroit talk about this all the time. Um, <laughs> I, I'll throw my one cent, my two cents out there, and like under that logic, that means. Everybody in the everybody in America should be able to, if they have the money, to buy a nuclear warhead. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now that does, now that does to me like, if you follow the logic of that, like that now that's a that's harsh, but that's the truth. But anyways, I'm getting kind of on my soapbox at this point. If you can if you can't tell, you can see where I stand on this side of the debate. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, so the reason I brought this up when I text you this uh, is. Yesterday, apparently, there was a a close. Uh, we we almost had a quote unquote boogaloo. I didn't know this. Are you um, talking the the veteran that had the red flag? Uh, yeah. Uh, the confiscate and there's the standoff. 
Yeah, I didn't know yeah. this. Until I, 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 I'm not in these circles. Um, I gotta, I'm actually going to text Detroit later tonight and ask him where was he at in the Boogaloo. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if that's his actual stance, but like I know that he's a big-time second-minute guy. Anyways, uh, I, was, like, I, I thought it was funny because like, the people just started, apparently, um, I didn't see this until late or early this morning, but um, people were like basically saying like it's about to start. It's about to start. This guy he um, he apparently had, or so what people thought he had some thirty round magazines for an AR fifteen, which and he lives in New York, which in New York that's illegal. So they're gonna have the cops come take him, take away his guns and a couple of the things that he had. Well, turns out he didn't have any, but like they were. They, like they, he had like negotiators. They had freaking um, like armored vehicles uh, pulling up in his neighborhood, blocking the streets. And they and he was like kind of Instagramming it. And and then eventually, like he was joking around at first, but then like eventually, it was like basically called to arms. He's like, "Hey, you guys, come come help me. I need help right now." And no one came and helped him. No one, yeah. Everyone- Everyone went out, yeah. Yeah, so like I just thought it was kind of funny that like this this quote unquote you know are like this these groups of people who uh, are like oh we're gonna we're gonna be the ones who stand up we're the the group to to make sure everybody stays in check and they no one stood up but the funny part was the cops apparently weren't there to take away his stuff they're there because he was. Uh, accused of domestic violence. So So I don't, yeah, I think it'll come out. The truth will come out. But yeah, his side of the story was somebody ratted him out for the the 30 round magazine and they were there for like a red flag law to like come take it from him. And then the police side of the story was it was a domestic violence dispute. And he says that that's a lie. Yeah. Uh, And that his wife and him, you know, weren't having any you know domestic violence or anything like that so oh yeah and nobody's ever lied about that before of course right? <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean yeah. yeah so maybe he is you know maybe what he was in the wrong and i don't know we'll, we'll find out i guess yeah. that, I, and the other the other part of that i think if it had been in texas you might have had some guys show up to help him oh <laughs> yeah in new york you know maybe not so much there i yeah uh, i i think even in texas that might have been a I, you never know. They probably would have just like it's the South. They probably would have just like let him fight it out or something. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak to it, but yeah, it's uh, I I just thought it was like it was just one of those things that like it was something that like I said I'm not in those circles, so I don't really know or understand everything because I also have to like see something and then like you know do some research. I'm like oh, I just thought it was kind of funny like that. Meanwhile, everybody else is paying attention, and they, there's this quote-unquote almost uprising that happens, and no one, no one was the wiser, unless you're in that, you're kind of in those, uh, those circles. So please, Boogaloo people, do not come try to assassinate me. I, just, <laughs> I, I have, I have, I have stuff that I like to, you know. I'm just, I, maybe I'm just making fun, um, but it's an interesting thing that happened there. Please well, don't come. Maybe. I think they're coming after me. They start with the fucking nails. That's like the first. Uh, <laughs> that's the first sign of attack here. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all I really got. Uh, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to discuss. Yeah, guys. Thanks for uh, the impromptu uh, cast here. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I get, you know, I'm big on, I guess I'll add, I'm big on gun rights. And I think that it's, you know, free people should be an armed people, you know, and, you know, that's the whole reason we have a country is that, you know, we had an oppressive, tyrannical British government that we overthrew and, you know, had our own one. Um, at the same time, I'm not advocating, you know, armed, you know, insurrection or anything either. I just think that right. it's, you know, responsible gun ownership, you know, is just a, another hallmark of uh you know keeping our freedom you know and i can get on board with that i think it's uh yeah i'm not a big fan of absolutism um i think we i think we live in a gray area and i think there's positive points on every side i think as long as you're an irrational being i I think that's really the the key that's what thomas jefferson say um Mm -hmm. it's really about being a rational being here and what makes us um great and doesn't have to be um 100 percent one way or the other Mhm. Yeah. But all right. Well, uh, thanks again, guys, and it's been a pleasure. Talk to you yeah. guys soon. Talk to you soon. See ya. Yeah. See you later. It's been fun. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.